Can we go in prayer this evening? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence that is amongst us, Father. That the scripture says that when two or three are gathered, not in our name, but in your name, you are in the midst of them, Father. We know as believers you are here this evening, Father. Father, I pray this evening that you would open our hearts, our ears, our minds to receive the word that you have placed in within my heart. That every word I speak would be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. That I would not preach of my name, but I would preach of the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, I pray that if there's any sickness in this place, that you would begin to bring healing upon that body. That maybe some come with a broken heart. Father, I pray that you would mend that heart in Jesus' name. For you alone deserve all the honor and all the glory. And the church says amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a hand this evening? Before you take your seats, just uh, grab your Bible and uh, we'll go to Acts chapter uh, 14. Acts chapter 14 there, starting in verse 19. And when you have arrived there, you may indicate it with an amen. Acts chapter 14, they're starting in verse 19. Amen? Are we there this evening, church? The scriptures read, it says, But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they, have, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Verse 20. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. The next day he went away with Barnabas to Derb. After they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Verse 22, strengthening strengthening. The souls of the disciples encouraging them to continue in the faith, saying, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And verse 23 reads, when they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. This evening for a few minutes, church, I want to speak on the subject it's a time to build. Can you turn to your neighbor this evening and say, it's a time to build. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's a time to build. Amen? You may take your seats this evening. <coughs> it's a time to build. Uh, this evening for a few minutes, I want to focus this on a few things within our personal lives, uh, that it's a time to build within our personal life. Uh, it's a time to build where God has placed you, whether that be in your workplace, whether that be on your campus, wherever God has placed you, whether a ministry that God has placed you over. Uh, but also I believe God is wanting to build within the local church. Can we say amen to that tonight? And here this evening, we see here in Acts chapter 14 of a man by the name Paul. And before we get to these verses here in verses 19 and some of the verses that we read after that, 
we, I want to highlight a few things on how we get to that verse there in verse 19. If you look a little um, earlier in chapter 14, you see in verse 8 that Scripture teaches, and, and it says that there was a man, and he was listening to Paul speak. He was listening to Paul preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But scripture also says and gives us details about this man. And this man was sitting there and he had no strength within his feet. Scripture also says that this man had never walked in his life. And he was there sitting and he was listening to Paul speak. You go down a little further to verse 9 and we see that this man was listening to, Sp to Paul speak. And Paul tells this man two simple words, but I believe two simple strong words. And he says to this man, stand up. Turn to your neighbor tonight and say, stand up. Not literally, but stand up. Amen. And Paul was there and he's speaking and he sees this man sitting there and he says those very words to this man, stand up. And I believe the Spirit is telling us this evening, church, stand up. And Scripture says after verse 9 and verse 11, it says, the man stood up and he began to walk. Paul said those very simple words, stand up, and the man began to walk. You see in verse 11, the crowds, they saw what Paul had done. And the crowd said these words. It says, the gods have become like men and have come down to us. And the crowds, they began to bring animals to sacrifice. They see this miracle that Paul had done through, uh, uh, that Jesus had done through Paul, that God had done through Paul, and the man begins to walk, and Paul said those very words, stand up. The crowds go crazy. They're like, the gods have come down like us. This man is a god. Simply they're saying Paul was a god. And Paul said these very words in verse 15. It says, Paul says he was a man just like them. That he was simply preaching the gospel of Jesus. I want you to picture that this evening, church. A man is there sitting and he's listening to Paul. This man had faith. And Paul sees this man and he says to this man, stand up. The man stands up and he begins to walk. And there are many witnesses. The crowds go crazy. They think the gods have come down to them, but Paul simply says, it's not me, but it's God himself. And this evening, for a few minutes, I've, as I shared, I want to speak on the subject, it's a time to build. And I want to share three simple things with you tonight on how I believe we can build within our personal lives, on how we can build where God has placed you, but also how we can build within the local church. The first thing I think we must do, we see verses 19 through verse 21 there in Acts chapter 14. And we see that Paul, Scripture says, was stoned and they had drugged him out of the city gates. And as the disciples gathered around him, they believed that Paul was dead. 
Paul was laying there on that ground and disciples began to go around him and they're like, man, this man's dead. But scripture says that Paul got up and he began to do the work that God had called him. Church, I'm here to tell you that there are times where the enemy will come against you. There are times within our lives that there will be circumstances, problems, even trials within our lives. But as the Spirit says once more, stand up and begin to do what God has called you to do. Can we say amen tonight? The first thing we must do to build is we must build through evangelism. We see that there in verses 19 through 21. And Paul was stoned and they believed he was to be dead. But, and the disciples gathered around him and Paul rises and he continues the work that God had called him to do. And I want you to understand this. We see Paul after he had got up. Scripture says that Paul heads to the city of Derb to reach more souls. This was the purpose of, of, of Paul's life. Paul writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses, uh, verse 16. Paul says, for I preach the gospel. I have nothing to boast of, for I'm under compulsion. For woe is me if I do not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church, woe is me if I do not speak of the name of Jesus Christ. Woe is you if you do not speak of the name of Jesus Christ and what God has done in your life. Are there any witnesses in here that God has done something in your life? Are there any witnesses in here that if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, our sins would not be wiped away? Are there any witnesses here today that if it wasn't for the name of Jesus, we shall not be saved? Paul, he gets up and he goes to the city of Derb to reach more souls after he had been stoned. Man, we can learn some things from Paul, can we? The pastor, that hermana, speaks about me and the things that she says is not true. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that man didn't shake my hand and I got offended. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, church. And Paul goes to Derb to reach more souls. This was Paul. This is what made him a missionary. And you'll come to find out that Paul founded many churches through his ministry. You can look it up and you can research the scriptures and you find that about the man of Paul, the apostle Paul. He founded many churches. Oh, church, but I believe that it is very vital that we must believe, we must build through evangelism. I ask you this question tonight. When was the last time you witnessed to somebody? When was the last time you spoke, young people, to your classmates about Jesus? When was the last time you spoke to your coworkers about what God had done in your life? Through Paul's life, we see many trials and troubles, but Paul gets up and he continues to reach more souls. There are times in our lives that God will open a door to testify to someone. I've shared many stories of the things that God sometimes does within my life. 
And there was a, an instant where I was preaching in San Antonio, Texas, a few years ago. And I don't know if I've shared this one before, but I'll share it with you tonight. And as I was going to this church, I stopped at a convenience store. And as I was walking into the convenience store, there was a man, and he was just kind of hanging out there. And he looked at me, and he goes, military. He pointed at me, military. And I kind of, I didn't know what he, was, what he was talking about, and I kind of, it hit me that I have a short haircut, and I always get that people think that I'm in the military. And I looked at him, and I said, no, sir. I said, preacher. He says, okay, okay. And I walked into the convenience store and I got, I believe, a bottle of water and uh, cements. And I walked out of that convenience store. And as I was walking outside of that convenience store, this man, he got my attention again. And he said, preacher, can I ask you something? I said, oh, here we go. Here's another opportunity, God. What do you have here? And he goes, can you pray for me? I said, certainly. And this man shared these words with me. He goes, you know, he goes, a few months ago, my wife divorced me. He goes, my children have left and I'm homeless. He goes, and I'm just asking for a few dollars. And that afternoon, church, I says, well, I got more than a few dollars. I have a man by the name of Jesus Christ. And that afternoon, that man accepted Jesus. Church, I'm here to tell you that there will be opportunities that God will open doors for you to simply talk about Jesus. But it's our obedience that we must answer that call that God has called us to. Can we say amen to that? We must build through evangelism. I pray tonight that let us bring people to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us be living messengers of the gospel. Let us always preach the gospel. The gospel of Mark chapter 16 verse 15 says, Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. To all the world and preach the gospel. A few years ago... I went on a mission trip, and I believe Jake was there with us, and he can testify to this. Uh, this was one of my first missions trips, uh, and it was a group of five of us, and we took a 20-day mission trip, and we went 10 days to Mexico and 10 days to Honduras. You remember that trip, Jake? What an experience that was, the stories we can share with you. And I remember as we flew from Mexico to Houston, we went Houston to Honduras. And uh, we, the plan was is that when we get to the airport, the pastor was going to pick us up. And we were going to rent a van, and the pastor was going to drive us to where we needed to be. It was going to be a four-hour drive from the airport to where we had to go. And uh, keep in mind, we had just did a 10-day mission trip in Mexico. Now we're going to do 10 more days in Honduras. And as we arrived at the airport, the pastor greeted us, and we were getting uh, the van ready and coming to find out that van was standard. You remember that, Jake? That van was standard. And coming to find out also that that pastor didn't know how to drive standard. 
And the group of five of us, those that were there, guess who was the only one that knew how to drive standard? Ta-da. And the next 10 days, church, I drove our group in a nation that I had never been in, in streets that I've never driven in, in a standard van. We began our journey. I say this for this reason, church, that sometimes that when God will call you to do something, you will begin to get out of your comfort zone. Can you say amen to that? When, when there is process in your life, when there is process in your ministry, it is so important that you must understand that you will be out of your comfort zone. I want you to understand that tonight. God, do you really want me to go talk to this person? I don't know if I can do that. I'm a shy person. God, do you really want me to do this? I've never done this before. I've never spoken in front of people. But it is that time where God will begin to use you like you've never imagined, church. And that mission trip was a fruitful trip. And I remember getting to my room that evening And I had to ask God for forgiveness because I began to complain within my own personal life. I said, God, we just did a mission trip. You know, I thought everything was going to be perfect. Here I am. I'm having to drive this van now. But God reminded me the purpose why I was there. It wasn't because of myself, but it was because that we were making the name of Jesus famous. Can we say amen to that tonight? We must build through evangelism. The second thing we must do is that we must build through exhortation. You may ask tonight, what is exhortation? To exhort is simply to encourage. We see there in verses 21 and 22 of chapter 14, and it says that after they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, They returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue the faith. And they said those words, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Be an encourager, church. Encourage somebody. I want to encourage you to encourage someone this week. You never know the person you're sitting next to right now what they are going through. You never know what they may be going through. And it's your words that can change their life. Paul, I believe, was an encourager. To exhort, as I said, is to encourage. And Paul taught those who received Christ. He wasn't just an encourager. He was a teacher. He encouraged all the believers that he had encountered. And I, want you in, and I want to encourage you tonight that we must encourage those that are discouraged. We must encourage those that feel like giving up. We must encourage our leaders. We must encourage our pastors. Can we say amen to that? We must encourage our family. Be an encourager, not a discourager. Don't be someone that brings somebody down. I think some people specialize in that. (laughs) You may know someone like that. They're always discouraging. 
Personally, I don't like to be around people like that. Be an encourager. Build through evangelism. Build through exhortation. And the last thing I think we must do is that we must build through edification. And we see that there in verse 23 of chapter 14. It says, when they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed and with fasting, they commended them in the Lord in whom they have loved. They edified these believers. To edify is simply to build up. Build up somebody in your life. Take somebody under your wing and mentor them. Build up your young people. Build up your children. Build up your family. Husbands that are here, here, build up your families. Paul, I believe, was also a builder. Refused to be that person that is a destroyer. Paul was a builder and organized, and you'll, you'll understand also, and you'll learn that Paul did not just find many churches. He didn't build many churches, but he also organized churches. He gave responsibilities to leaders. He prayed with them and for them that those that he had won to Jesus. Build through evangelism, build through exhortation, and build through edification, church. There are four more things that I want to share with you tonight that I believe God is looking for in this new year. And I encourage you to write these down. This is something that God has been speaking to my life this past year and also for this new year. I have given you the three tools I believe we must have to build evangelism, exhortation, and edification. The next thing I think we must do is have bigger vision. Can I tell you right now that whatever God has placed in your life, whatever you think you have for this new year, have a bigger vision. You know, well, Brother Mark, I think this new year, uh, I want to try this, but I want you to think bigger than that. The second thing is this, we must be a spirit-led people. Bigger vision, be a people that is spirit-led the third thing is that we must be commitment. I shared that tonight, uh, this morning. That that's a word that it is hard to come by nowadays within the local church. Be a people that are committed to the things of God. That though things may be an inconvenience to yourself, be committed. You see in the Gospel of Matthew in the first chapter of a man by the name of Joseph. And Scripture says there in that first chapter that this, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream. And he gave him a dream. He gave him a vision that his wife-to-be, Mary, was going to be with child. And God gave him that dream, that vision that, that, that night. And I see a man by the name of Joseph. He had a spirit of commitment. This son wasn't going to be of his own. This was going to be of the Holy Spirit. But you know the story that Joseph, as he continued that life, as he continued stewarding the vision that God had gave him that night, we see now the man of Jesus Christ. 
Joseph was a committed person to the things of God. The last thing I think we must do is that we must have faith. Simple, but sometimes the hardest thing. Passion is great, but Scripture says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Are there any people here this evening that have faith? That maybe the trials that you are going through tonight, you know that God is with you. Scripture says that when you go through the waters, that when you go through the fire, he is with us, church. I pray tonight, church, that we would build on the things that God has called us to do. That we would build through evangelism. That we would speak of the name of Jesus. That we would build through exhortation. That we would encourage somebody that is discouraged. That we would build through edification. That we would build up somebody but also that we would have bigger vision, that we would be a spirit-led people, that we would have commitment, and that we would have faith. Because with faith, we please our God. And I pray tonight, church, that your faith has been encouraged. That though doubts may come within our lives, that though questions may creep within our minds, though uh, circumstances, though fears may come, that we would stand on the promises of Jesus Christ, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, church. I pray tonight, church, that your faith has been encouraged. That whatever God has placed within your life, that you would continue to build on those things. If we can stand tonight, church, there where you're at, with every eye closed tonight. Father God, I pray for every person that is in this place. I pray for the things that you have called us for for this new year. But Lord, I also pray that you would tune your ears to the prayers and even to the cries of your people tonight. that we would know and that we would understand without faith, my God, it's impossible to please you. This evening, church, with the permission of the pastor, I invite you to this altar. I just want you to find a place here if you feel comfortable standing or kneeling, wherever you feel comfortable at. I just want you to take a few more minutes to speak to God himself. Because I believe God is here tonight. So if that is you, church, I invite you to come at this time. This altar is open as Brother Josh just leads us in a worship song tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that you would tune your ears, my God, to the prayers of your people, to the cries of your people, my God.
that you would encourage, my God, your people, that you would strengthen, my God, your people tonight. Just begin to worship him, church. Begin to speak to him in your own words. The Spirit of God is in this place. We worship you, Father.